Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. It's going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Um, today I got a solo episode for you. Um, got a couple different, um, uh, couple different uh, topics that I think we're going to talk about today. Uh, first off, we're going to kind of end our series on weight loss and fitness techniques, and uh, maybe other than when it's relevant or when we've got a guest on, uh, not talk about it just a whole lot. I told you I wasn't going to be a fitness coach. Wasn't going to. Uh, make this a fitness podcast, not really my place, I don't believe. Um, so, uh, we're going to wrap it up today. Um, and then after that, we're going to kind of introduce a new series that um, somebody who listens to the podcast regularly had kind of requested. And these are going to be pre-recorded series. I'm going to do uh, pre-record them and hopefully post them uh, in the coming weeks. and. Uh, will get me a little bit, at least through uh, the birth of the child. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to record a lot over the next week and then hopefully have these uh, pre-recorded so that we don't miss um, when baby is being born. So uh, with that uh, fitness stuff, um, we've talked about tracking. I, I kind of gave you kind of a whole overview and then we dived, we dove deep into tracking and then kind of dove a little bit deeper into uh, movement, how I like to, to, I guess, uh, get my movement, movement in the, uh, do more part of the do more, eat less equation. And I kind of capped that off. I didn't really cap it off, but, um, had a big milestone yesterday. And that's something that, uh, I want to leave you with when it comes to this, this little weight loss fitness series is to never uh, stop making milestones for yourself. Continue to raise the bar. Uh, continue to find a new goal. I, I think I mentioned this a little bit, but um, this is where I'm going to leave you with. Whatever your goals are now, uh, whatever you think you might have achieved or whatever you want to achieve, uh, continue to press hard for for more goals. And I'll give you a little bit of context. I can't remember if it was one or two years ago. Uh, I have to think that it was probably two years ago. Um, but I had, uh, went hiking with Nick Shelton. Nick's been on the podcast a couple times when it was uh, real early. And I've talked a lot about him on here. Uh, Nick is the guy that got me into CrossFit and, uh, he, he got me into CrossFit. He's been an awesome coach. I've talked about him multiple times. Uh, super cool dude, a uh, good friend, good coach. And one day we went out to hike at Paladero Canyon. I had been walking pretty good. I'd even been rucking a little bit with my bag, um, not my heavy, heavy bag, but just a bag. And I decided that it was time to try to actually go hike. I was, I was shooting my bow very heavily, which, uh, was really fun. And I was planning on hunting that season. So I said, Hey, let's go, let's go grab a hike. And we did. Well, it was the lighthouse trail at Paladero Canyon. And if you don't know anything about the lighthouse trail at Paladero Canyon, it's pretty long. And at the very end, it uh, it gets really steep and really sketchy. I say really steep and really sketchy. I mean, there's people that get up there with, I mean, no problems. Um, 
it's just some rock formations. If you slip, uh, you could really, you can break an ankle. I'm sure there's been people that have broken ankles and legs out there. There has to have been. Um, but it does get kind of sketchy. And as everybody knows with my knees, the way that they are, uh, it's tough. And we, Nick and I had only made it maybe three quarters of the way, uh, maybe three quarters of the way. And I was absolutely gassed. Um, I do pack heavy for those things. Um, I <laughs> learned very early on in my life that, uh, you should always be prepared and, uh, that going out in the wilderness is no, no easy task, no matter when or how you do it. Um, you can easily get lost off of the most simple of trails. Uh, you know, if there's a certain little washout or let's say, uh, nobody's been out. I mean, the, people regularly go to the lighthouse. The lighthouse is probably the most popular trail out there. Um, it's a well-traveled trail, but, uh, even let's say you've had a tough winter season and, uh, deer have been coming through at night. They can make kind of a game trail and you could easily, uh, for some reason, find yourself on that little fork of the trail and get yourself lost very, very quick. And without cell phone service, it can get dangerous. Now, Palador Canyon is a small, smaller spot. Uh, if you yell, somebody's probably going to hear you no matter where you're at in the canyon. Maybe, maybe not, but, um, I pack heavy. And so, I always carry first aid stuff. I uh, carry a gallon of water, uh, snacks. Um, uh, yeah, first aid, survival stuff, all sorts of stuff. Um, typically carrying around a 30, 30 pound pack on any hike at any given point in time. So we had got about three quarters of the way and Nick had to make it back. I think it was for church or he had something to do at, at uh, 10 o'clock or 1030 or something. And we had started at seven. But I knew that I couldn't make it the whole way. Uh, we had barely just gotten to where we could kind of see the lighthouse, maybe a little bit farther than that, actually. Uh, but I knew that I couldn't, I really couldn't go much farther. And I knew that when I get, got back, I was going to be hurting, and I was. Um, and I had been really, really, it really upset me to not be able to do that. And, you know, there's something to say about not comparing yourself, to, you know, to other people and what they're doing. And I believe that, but um, on our way back, from the lighthouse, uh, there were people that were still, even at that time, I don't remember how heavy I was, but at that time weighed significantly more than I did. Um, there were people that were significantly older than I was. And there were people that if you asked me, I was probably arrogant enough to say that I was like, if you just show, if we were at the Walmart and you said, Hey, do you think you're more in shape than that person? Probably would have said yes at that time. Um, cause I was doing CrossFit and I was really cool and all that stuff. Um, and I don't know if those people went all the way to the end. There's a, there's a spot there where you can see the lighthouse real close and picnic table and whatnot. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say that they see people stop there and they don't actually go up the hard part of, of the trail and valids. Maybe some of those people were, but it just really, really upset me seeing, like I said, fat, people, old people, <laughs> uh, and even kids that I felt like we're going to get a lot farther than what I could have. Um, it has less to do with them and more just to do with myself and how capable I thought I was and how obviously incapable, um, I was, and it was upsetting. Like I said, it's a dangerous road to go comparing yourself to other people. Um, but facts are facts. And when you look at somebody and you're 
and you arrogantly think I'm in better shape than they are. And then you realize that you're not, it sucks. And I felt like I was defeated that day. It was, it was actually, it was a mixed emotions day. That was the longest I had hiked in a long time. Um, I was proud of myself for getting out there and getting after it. I was proud of myself for actually doing a hike instead of just staying in the neighborhood, like what I usually do. Um, or only going a little bit like what I would do at Lake Meredith. So I was proud of myself for actually, uh, going and getting after it. And I was very happy that Nick had to turn around for time. Uh, but I knew I wouldn't make it. And it was something that I didn't want to leave standing. And yesterday, uh, Saturday, my buddy, uh, Jacob, Jacob Osborne, who's been on the one flesh podcast, uh, recently at some point, um, want to say it was last year at some point in time um he went with me it was a very very cold day um it was 20 degrees with slight wind and if you know anything about cold wind it it hits uh 20 degrees with even a slight wind is like 10 degrees um it was very cold but he went with me uh jacob osborne like i said he's been on the podcast and uh we got through it um it was very very tough I made I made it to the hard part a lot easier than what it was last time. So, for example, uh, the point that I that I got to last time was much easier to get to this time. Uh, it wasn't that big of a problem at all. A lot of that's due to my training with rucking, um, which has been really really helpful. A lot of that's just simply I've probably lost sixty to eighty pounds since last time I tried to do it. Um, but when it got to the hard part, it was easily one of the harder things I've done in a while. Um, because of my knees, I know I talk about it all the time, but because of my knees, uh, I don't go to that stuff very often at all. Um, actually, I, I do it, you know, to go hunt, but I'm very, very careful with it. And typically, if I get to some sort of formation, uh, some sort of trail that gets just stupid, um, I'll turn around and go back because my knees aren't built for it. They are absolutely not built for it. And a lot of people will be like, oh, you just need to get stronger. Um, I'm beginning to think more and more as I try to strengthen them and develop them that I am just going to need a surgery, uh, to fix them. It sucks. It really does. Uh, but there is something pretty wrong up in there. Um, doesn't stop me though. And we went ahead and we got through it and going up was uh, difficult. Uh, but I knew that going down would be the hardest, but we got to the lighthouse. We took some pictures and the, the picture for this episode will actually be, uh, Jacob and I at the lighthouse. And uh, very, very happy about that. Um, Number one, very thankful for all the people and especially God who helped me uh, do the things necessary to get to that point. Um, People like Bret Hart, who were honestly there for me daily. Uh, My wife, most of all, um, who there for me daily to help me with the nutrition and diet to drop that weight, uh, help me with the discipline to keep going on my rucks, to after it um, allowing me to spend money where I needed to spend money buy new running shoes every three months if even uh, more like every month and a half um, to ruck in buy new clothes buy new bags uh, to to make this possible and then to Jacob for uh, getting out there and helping me out it was really really cool to see it's cool to see somebody that um, is willing to to be disciplined like you you know like I knew if Brett doesn't live close to me, but I knew that if I would have called Brett, it would have been no questions asked. Doesn't matter how cold it is. We'll get some cold weather gear. We'll go make it happen. Um, 
it was really cool uh, to see somebody else like Jacob that knew it was going to be cold and knew it was going to suck, but found the advantages in getting up early and in the suck and uh, went out there to to make something happen. It's a hike that he's been on and that he's accomplished, um, but he went through extra suck to uh, to help me accomplish it. So really thankful for that. Uh, the way down was very difficult. Um, it was it was really tough. Like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it to some people. It's, um, yeah, I ended up, uh, actually dislocating my kneecap. Uh, it's a partial dislocation. It doesn't go all the way to the side, but, uh, partially dislocating my kneecap, um, on the way down, which really sucked. It was in my good leg. So my left leg is my bad one. And it's one that I have to ba- I honestly have to baby it really hard. Like anytime I get out of an office chair or anything, um, I have to be really cognizant of what I'm doing so that I don't pop that one out. Uh, but my right leg is most of the time very, very solid. It It's very rare that that one goes out. Uh, and typically when it goes out, it goes out with a lot of force and quite a bit of pain. Um, I've only popped that one out, I would say, in the past two years, maybe four times the right one. Uh, not very often. The left one is probably twice a month at least. Um, that, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's really not. Um it's it, it's really not once a month at the very least on the on the left one. So my good leg, <laughs> if if I even have what you would call a good leg, uh, my stronger one at the very least, uh, it popped out on the way down, about halfway down the the tough stuff, and only about a quarter of the way uh, back down the trail. And for context, this is about um, I had my tracker on, but for some reason it stopped tracking, and it just had to take us on a straight line. So. It was. It said four point nine, four point nine miles, but the the last half of that is like how the crow flies. So I think it's three miles one way, three miles the other. So about six miles of total walking. Uh, so about I guess four miles into that, <laughs> um, my kneecap came out. But Jacob helped me through uh, a lot of it. Helped me down, um, and obviously we were able to have conversation. So wasn't thinking much about uh, the pain and and what was going to hit, um, later on this weekend and some of the stuff that I've been dealing with lately. Uh, so the conversation was nice and it it kept me motivated just to keep going. Um, and we got out of there pretty quick. So thank you, uh, to all the people that have congratulated me on that. I posted on Facebook and, uh, it feels really good to, to go and get that done. I, I can't tell you it was a sense of accomplishment to get up there and, and to see the lighthouse up close. I'd seen pictures of it. I seen it from afar, never actually seen it up close. And it was really amazing. Um, it was, it was really, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get too deep, but when you think about change and when you think about like erosion, uh, when you think about what, uh, used to be there before that was there. So like something was there and then wind or water or however, whatever, uh, chipped away at that and left this, this, uh, awesome rock formation. Um, I saw a lot of my journey in that. And like I said, I don't want to get too deep because it's kind of, it's like, bro, you, you hiked, you know, um, you hiked and it's something that a lot of people do all the time. But, um, it was, it was very cool to kind of see the, the imagery in my own head, uh, with that and to, to get to this, this, uh, this chiseled formation and, uh, see it as a representation of what I was able to do with my body with the help of, of so many other, other people and, uh, and God himself. So 
seeing an act of God, uh, I guess in, in both situations, uh, to give, you know, full thanks to, to God for the transformation that I had made. Um, to me, both of them seemed like a, a divine act, something that wouldn't have been possible, uh, without his help. So, uh, that kind of wraps up our series. Keep, keep setting goals for yourself. If there's something that you aren't able to accomplish or something that you want to accomplish, hold to those go- goals and, and go achieve them. Um, hold to those goals, go achieve them, achieve them with friends. Um, try to involve people in those goals. Uh, you don't want to be like, yeah, I'm doing this and it's really important. So come be a part of my important thing. That's a little self aggrandizing, but, um, it was really cool to have Jacob there. And that's something that he and I will remember, uh, forever, you know, and Jacob and I, we're, we're, we're decent friends. Um, we don't just hang out all the time and we're relatively new friends. Um, I've known him for a long time, but uh, I have a feeling after doing stuff like that, uh, what makes really, really good friends is doing hard things together. Uh, I believe that 100%. Um, and so it, it was a really encouraging and exciting morning. And I think an excellent wrap up to wrap up to our fitness series. Um, yeah, putting my money where my mouth is and, and going back and doing those things. And uh, keep keep setting goals for yourself, whether that's a 225 bench, uh, 600 pound deadlift, uh, a hike to a lighthouse, uh, whether it's a walk around the block, um, keep, keep setting those goals and keep hitting them. It's important. Don't, don't get stagnant. Uh, moving into the next sort of series, uh, I had a, had a, a long time listener, uh, somebody who's been on the podcast a couple times as well. A uh, very important person to me that wants to see, uh, wants to hear me talk about some things. Um, these are things that I haven't quite dove into uh, because I don't feel like I'm as much of an expert on them, but he wants to hear about them and uh, he thinks that I have some things to offer. So uh, the next couple podcasts, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, business and finding a purpose in business, finding a purpose in your career. And we're going to talk about kind of the vocational side of purpose. You know, um, I started this podcast without a very good idea of what purpose really was. Uh, and at the very least, I, without the truth, capital T truth of all of our purpose under Christ, um, you know, to pursue Christ for all of our days and to give him the glory, I suppose, would be our our purpose as as Christians. I started this podcast without that understanding. And so it's been a little bit <laughs> comical to me at the very least, because um, now it's like, well, that's one purpose for all of us. Um, so what is the purpose podcast really about? Is it all about that? Do I make this just a Christian podcast? Uh, do we, you know, cause the idea of this podcast is founded that every man has kind of a unique purpose. Um, well, if we all have the same purpose, then it's not really a unique purpose. So how do we get that into our, um, how do I, how do I make that fit in the model of the podcast? Do I change the podcast? What do I do about this? Um, because, and I started noticing it where I would ask every Christian and their purpose was the same. And it's like, guys, what are y'all doing to me? You know, like, (laughs) um, the idea is that our guests are supposed to have independent, you know, unique purposes. You have a place in this world. How do you fulfill that? Um, and that was kind of a foolish view on my end, but, uh, I do think that every one of us has a purpose, whether it's unique or not. Uh, we don't know. I think that you can express it in a million different ways. And I think you end up being a unique person who fulfills a certain purpose and you do it in your own unique way. But, uh, I do think that there is like lower 
lowercase p purpose. I think that you can find a lot of purpose in simply pursuing Christ. Um, I say simple, not um, in any sort of derogatory fashion, but by pursuing Christ, yes, you can find purpose. Uh, but I think that that still has to be done in some way, uh, and people express that differently. So I think there is what I call lowercase purpose. Uh, how do you like to pursue Christ for all your days? Um, you know, that's a very broad statement to pursue Christ for all your days. Uh, there's a million different ways that you have to incorporate that in your life from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, uh, from year zero to year 100 of your life. Um, you have to do that and you're going to go through different seasons of life. Um, so, uh, it's going to change and lowercase P purpose is, I believe where people can start to start to sort out, um, how they want to do that. So we're going to talk about lowercase p purpose, and we're going to get into how that expresses itself in your career, um, business. And eventually what we're going to do is we're going to figure out what do you want to do for a living? Um, how does that fit into, uh, pursuing Christ for all of your days? Um, what do you want to do for a living? Uh, what lowercase p purpose, um, fulfills that, or how does that fulfill your lowercase p purpose? Um, do you need to work for somebody else? Do you need to work for yourself? Uh, what does that look like at home? Um, what are the requirements for doing something for a living? What does your living look like? What kind of living do you want to have? Uh, how does that fit, um, within our greater purpose of pursuing Christ for all of our days? Um, and then we're going to get into, if you decide that you need to own your own business or let's start with career. Um, I'm going to give you thoughts on, how to pick a good career, how to pick a good company for a good career, uh, where to push, where to kind of set back and, and ride your career out. Or I've never really done that just FYI. Um, but where to shut up and take what you're given, where to push for raises, things like that inside, a let's call it the entrepreneur, uh, small P purpose. And then we're going to talk about starting a business and we're going to talk about finding which business to start. Um, and how to make that serve, your small p purpose and your your uh, your large purpose to pursue Christ for for all your days. Um, so, and then we're going to talk about just tactics of how to start a business, um, how to get it going, how to grow a business. I've never really grown a business. I mean, I have and I haven't. Um, I've failed at business. Um, I have, depending on your terms of success, <laughs> I've succeeded uh, in business depending on your terms. I've succeeded in creating two. Uh, I've only succeeded in keeping one going for the time being. So, uh, but we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to share you at the very least my le- share with you my lessons learned in creating a business uh, when you're going to start small, um, and talk about some of the different businesses that you can create, uh, some of the paths that I see to create businesses, and and how to run those. So, uh, some questions that I want to ask. I don't and without all the. Uh, all the, uh, the small talk (laughs) to get to the point. I don't really have any of that information for you today. Um, I don't have any of that information for you today, but I do have questions. Um, I have questions that I think you need to think on at the very least for a week. One of those questions is going to be, what are my priorities? What are my priorities? Question mark. What are my priorities? How do you how do you have your priorities listed? For example, mine are faith, 
family, fitness, and finance. And there's more down the line. Um, faith, family, fitness, finance. Uh, probably friends. Since we're going with the F's. Friends, and then whatever. So faith, family, fitness, finance, and friends. Those are my priorities. What are your priorities? What are the What do they look like? Um, and then next is, where do you see yourself? Where do you, this is going to be kind of a generic one. And I'm writing these down. That's why it's taking me a second. Where do you see yourself in five, 10, 20, and 40 years? So where do you see yourself in five, 10, 20, and 40 years? I don't know that I have a complete answer to those questions. Um, I, I have a really good idea of where I see myself in five years. Um, I have a really good um, idea of where I see myself in 10 years. And actually, I'm going to modify that. Not where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be? Because uh, I want this to be less about the your current situation and more of the situation that you want to be in. So I, d I don't want you to say, well, right now I'm in this house and yada, yada, yada. Uh, so if it just kept going in five years, that's probably where I would be. Where do you want to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years, and 40 years? Um, yeah, five, 10, 20, and 40. So those are the two questions. Uh, what are my priorities and where do you want to be in five, 10, 20, and 40 years? Uh, ask yourself those questions. If you were one of my older listeners, uh, you may want to knock that 40 off of there. I'm thinking of one specifically who might listen to these. <laughs> I hope he listens and he knows who he is. That's going to be really funny. Um, so maybe you just go five, 10 and 20 years, sir. If you know who you are, maybe you're not going to listen to this at all, but, uh, for all of the guys that are my age, I'm 24. So that would be five. So 30 ish, um, 35. And then what, what, what am I 25? So 45 and then 65, where do I see myself in five, 10, 20, in 40 years, uh, think about that really, really hard. I, I really want y'all to think about it. You know, um, a lot of people have, look, call a spade a spade. I've done some good things in my life. Um, make good money, got a good house, got a good wife, got a baby, uh, doing all that relatively early, got a degree. So um, what little success I do have, I wouldn't call myself extremely successful, but what little success I do have, number one is all thanks to God, obviously. Uh, but number two, um, the ways that I was able to be the hands and feet of that success that is owed to, to God uh, has been to to look forward. Um, I was blessed with the desire and ability to see myself in 5, 10, 20, 40 years, um, to see myself in two weeks, to see myself in two months, to see myself in a year. Uh, and I was blessed with ambition to have um, large goals uh, for each one of those. Um, it's been arrogance at times. It's been confidence at others. Sometimes it hasn't existed, but, uh, I believe I was given a gift to see myself, a gift of imagination to see myself into the future. Um, and, and see my family, the people around me, the things that I want and to see somewhat of a path on how to get there. And then 
obviously there were many blessings from God in getting there, many opportunities opened by him that I was able to walk through and uh, do some work uh, that he turned into uh, what I think is success. And so I think it's very important to to look forward. Uh, looking forward, having large goals for the future is incredibly important. It's it's I think equally as important as what you do now. Um, I think what you do now is incredibly important. Having discipline, um, you don't want to have an overbalance of either. Um, w- with dichotomies like this, um, it's <laughs> a lot of people want to call it fifty fifty. Uh, because I run a marriage podcast, um, now almost everything to me needs to be 100 100 like they must go together uh when you look at something like ambition ambition versus action or uh motivation versus discipline ambition versus discipline or goals versus discipline um i don't know i don't maybe a false dichotomy basically i'm trying to say this dichotomy between looking forward and then focusing on today so looking forward to your 10-year goal and then focusing on the goals that you need to achieve today, the tasks that you need to achieve today, um, there needs to be an equal mix of both. A lot of people will say, uh, focus on your daily habits and then you'll get there eventually. I don't believe that. A lot of people will focus way too hard in the future. They have all these grand goals, but um, they can never get off the couch and actually go make them happen. Um, a lot of people will say that it's 50-50. It's 100-100. Like it's just like in a marriage. Um, they're both, they both must be, uh, maxed out to, to really do it the best that you can. So, um, we've talked a lot about discipline, especially over the last couple of weeks, uh, last couple of months, even last year. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about ambition and, and looking forward. So I believe that you have to, to achieve those goals. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do for next episode. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Purpose Podcast. Tune into the One Flesh Podcast on Wednesdays, where we talk um, all about marriage. And uh, yeah, I'll holler at y'all later. Thanks.